Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm going to dive into rest and restoration Ayurvedically. So this is our theme for the month, and since I am an Ayurvedic wellness counselor, I wanted to dive into rest according to Ayurveda. So when I was kind of researching for this topic, there wasn't a ton necessarily that came up around rest specifically, and I think I'm just, this is just my own um, spitballing on this, but uh, I think it's so ingrained in an Ayurvedic lifestyle that there naturally is rest, that they don't necessarily speak a lot about the importance of it um, in the way that we hear often in the Western culture. So that's my kind of two cents on why there might not be a ton of, like, you need to do these things to have that rest. Now, there are other reasons for rest, and I'm going to read you kind of the the list of why it's important, because I think that is something that our minds can really grasp onto is, you know, tell me the whys, like what, what specifically about rest helps our bodies? You know, we hear it too when we work out, often it's associated with working out a lot. Um, you know, we have our rest days and that's with anyone, you know, with athletes. That's when I grew up being an athlete and we always had rest days. You know, we didn't practice every single day. You always had some days off and the same with weightlifting. Like you don't weightlift every single day. Um, you know, you have your days off and that rest day is actually when you get the biggest bang for your buck. That's when your muscles and your body actually takes shape and puts all of the hard work into place. So, um, that's why rest is so important. Um, when we talk about it with our bodies, you know, especially in our go, go, go society, you know, it's hard to imagine that slowing down is going to give us results you know, but it's true, you know, that rest and that slowing down, that's when things can process, you know, so many times you hear of people who are like, I was trying and forcing myself to get this creative idea, you know, or think of about it at work. If you have this, you're trying to problem solve and you're just sitting there and you've been sitting there for like an hour staring at your computer and doing all the things and it's not coming to you. And then you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go away from my desk, go outside, take a walk. And all of a sudden, boom, there's the idea. It comes to you because we weren't thinking about it. We took that time away. That is that rest. And that's the time when ideas typically can come to us and our brains can just let everything that we've been thinking about digest and process. So, you know, we've built our lives to look like they're always on the go without that rest component. And that's often when burnout and adrenal fatigue and collapsed nervous systems can happen. So those are some of the big reasons that rest is so important. And other reasons are our hormones. Our hormones get out of balance without proper rest. Our immune system. I hear this all the time from people who are, um, don't have time to rest. And I use don't have time in quotations because I think there always is time if we kind of rework things. But um, what happens is they finally get a vacation. And what happens? The first day or second day, they get sick. You know, they either get a cold or they're like out for the whole vacation because their bodies are like, finally, you're letting us slow down. And then it just hits you. And I see that often, even this um, past week, because everyone's back at work for the first full week from the new year. And I had so many clients who were just, just done by Thursday, you know, Thursday, they're all like, I am toast. Um, their bodies were already getting sick because they were in a go, go, go. They rested for those two weeks. You know, they might've had those two weeks off and then all of a sudden back to the full fledged schedules, back to the stress and your body just can't keep up with that. Another important reason is it reduces inflammation in the body. So that's why in working out, we don't want to lift back to back to back to back days um, without those breaks, without breaking for different body parts, because inflammation comes into our body. And the inflammation um, is the root of disease, especially in Ayurveda. So really paying attention to 
Um, you know, are we letting our bodies rest and are we letting those muscles relax? Um, and if we're eating inflammatory foods, which a lot of our Western diet is full of inflammatory foods, that will flare up and that's going to cause other things to happen. Um, and so I always can tell, cause I don't eat a lot of salt. Like I rarely salt foods. Like my husband even just asked tonight when we were done eating, he said, did you even put salt in that? And I said, you know, I never do. And, um, I can tell though, when I have salt or if I eat in something that, um, from a restaurant that had salt in it that I didn't know about, my fingers will immediately get a little puffy just because I don't have a big sodium diet rich, um, a, a diet rich in sodium. So really paying attention to those little cues that your body gives you, you know, the same with sugar. So over the holidays, I hadn't had a lot of sugar until the holidays. And then all of a sudden, you know, all the cookies that I was eating, I was like, whoa, I can really feel this in my body. It just kind of hits you. So pay attention to those little cues and that will give you an idea of what foods are, you know, your body can digest and what foods you maybe need to stay away from. They also rest gives our minds a break. So as I just, you know, had that example of stepping away from our computer and then the idea comes and then we get that creative juices flowing. Um, so that little break helps our mind digest. It enhances creativity. So same thing, letting ourselves rest. Um, I have some people who like an art class, a pottery class, um, you know, going to something where it kind of sparks that creative juices. Even if you say you're not a creative person, because what tends to happen is we can spark new, new thing and new life into, um, you know, into ourselves. So think about that. If you're not, if you're someone who's at your desk a lot and you have a creative juice, or maybe if you don't think you're creative, just the idea of painting, like that relaxes the body that relaxes your mind. And it might not, you might not have a great masterpiece at the end, but you might have some new areas and some new neurons that started firing. And you're going to have those connections come to place and come to fruition, maybe at your, at your workplace. So don't think of it like this has got to, you know, have, um, I think a lot of times we think it has to be, something has to be produced at the end of this. We have to have something to show for the class that we went to, instead of just being like, this is just a process. I don't have to have something at the end of this. Uh, this is my creativity. This is the fun is actually what I'm doing. It doesn't have to have an end result, so to speak. Another thing to think about is it brings peace to your mind. So the rest, and um, I saw this actually a great example. I was at spin class and we have a song for three minutes where the instructor just lets us go. And so she lets us do whatever we want, whatever is calling to us. So I'm usually just slowly spinning away and, you know, being with myself. It's kind of like my little meditation. So many people, first of all, brought their phones into a 45 minute class. And then second, that we get that break that we finally can just like, okay, the instructor's letting us have our free time. Everyone gets their phone out because it's a dark room. So you can see all the phones light up. And I'm like, wow, we can't even be with ourselves for three minutes. Like she's legit letting you be by yourself with your own thoughts. And so that's where that peace of mind really is important. So we can have that time. So we can be with ourselves and we don't have to think that we need to bring our phones in to a 45 minute spin class. Like we should be able to do that without feeling that pull and without feeling that need that we should be doing something, you know, let ourselves truly, truly relax. So that is um, my little soapbox on why rest and um, restoring ourselves is so important. Now, the Ayurvedic approach, I just want to go through a little routine. Now, anything with Ayurveda, it's all about what feels right for you. There's no like, this is clearly the path. Everyone should be doing this. It's all about what works best for you. So I'm going to just give you a general list of things that they recommend. And this again is why I think it's um, just naturally built into an Ayurvedic lifestyle is a slower moving pace. So if we look at the morning routines, rising with the sun, that's the first thing. 
then usually tongue scraping is recommended. Oil pulling, and that's like with the coconut oil where you swish it around. Drinking warm water with lemon, having a full elimination in the bathroom, and then a mindfulness practice of some sort. So maybe a meditation or journaling, just being with yourself and then moving your body. So those are kind of the general Ayurvedic morning practices. And you can add in some other things. I mean, sometimes like a true full rich Ayurvedic practice can literally take all morning and many people can't do that because we work. And so there's no way that we're going to be able to spend four or five hours doing all of these things. So that's why I said you kind of pick and choose what works best for you. And that's why I call them morning rituals because I pick and choose every day, A, how much time I have and B, what feels great that day. Some days I actually do want to sit and meditate first thing in the morning. Other days I'm like, you know what, I'm grabbing my journal and that's what feels best for me that day. So really paying attention to what you need in the moment. Now there are midday routines, having a large lunch. And so that's usually between 10 and two. Um, a 2 p.m. check-in, that is my own personal thing, but I really like to have that midday check-in. So every day at 2 p.m., my phone alarms me that it's 2, and it's time to do a quick body scan, checking in, what do I need? And if anything, like some days I'm busy, but if anything, that alarm just lets me know, hey, quick check-in, how you doing? And I really like that because it's something that I look forward to actually every day is, okay, it's 2 o'clock. I know that I need to um, you know, come in, come back to myself. And even if I don't do anything about it, it just is a good check-in point with myself. Next, try and cut off your work hours and leave by a certain time. So I have quite a few clients who, especially if you have kiddos at home, um, is they try to get out of there by five o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock, whatever the time is. They give themselves that time and they really try to stick to it rather than letting the time go by. Even if you don't have kids, I think that's something that's key is trying to leave by a certain time. And it's easier, obviously, when you don't have kiddos that you're coming home to because it can get longer. And I know this from myself, like I used to work um, at more of an evening shift um, back at a soccer academy. I mean, this would have been a few years ago now, probably eight years ago, but it was from two to 9 p.m. And so I could hang out there all night if I wanted. Um, and you know, I'm an early person. So that was rough to have to work and perform until 9 p.m. That's really late for myself but that's what time it was. And I could linger if I wanted at the job because I didn't necessarily have anything I was coming home to except for my sleep. So that's kind of where you play with where's my cutoff time. And then as far as an evening routine, you want to try to eat before 6 PM. This one can be hard. So if you're like, Whoa, I'm eating at like seven or eight, try to back it up by half an hour. And again, this is going to conflict depending on work schedules, family schedules. There are troubleshooting ways around that. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but there are ways around that. Also off screens by a certain time. So maybe you set a, a limit for your screen time. So maybe by 7.30 or eight o'clock every day, no more phone, no more computer, no more work. You just get to relax and let your mind rest. And then in bed by 10 p.m. Those are what the Ayurvedic framework is. And so those are gonna help you, again, have that relaxation built into your day so you don't have to worry about um, building it in per se. It is more of an easeful life. So those are what Ayurvedic recommends around rest. I would love to know um, what would work best for you. So as you're thinking about this, you know, kind of what I want to leave you with is just to think about how can I incorporate a little bit more rest into my life? And maybe it's not, um, maybe you start with just not working on Saturdays. You know, maybe you're not ready for a full weekend off of work. Maybe it's just one day or even one night. So maybe Tuesday nights, you choose not to work. If you're someone who likes to work 
you know, after hours at home, as well as weekends, maybe you just start with one evening or one full weekend day. So really challenge yourself and push yourself here, you know, give yourself a goal that, um, it will make a difference. You will feel a difference from this little bit of rest. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you next week. And we're going to chat all about the winter season and how you can, um, actually connect with the winter season. So with grace and gratitude, Andrea.